Hola, Mayamo Marco Fos, Chief Mulatto Poppy, The Dark Knight, Marcus Allen Fos. What up, what up, K Paso, what up, K Paso, what up? Shout out my amigos. You, you know, shout out to the Spanish community, you know what I'm saying? All the senoritas out there, you know, all the mamacitas out there, you know what I'm saying? The, all her hermosa women out there, the beautiful, gorgeous women out there, you know what I'm saying? And across the board, shout out all races of women, you know, all colors and creeds of life. What's going on? What's going on? Hold on. You know, hey, motherfucker got to be slick smooth because, you know, shit, anytime you hear some shit go off, you know, I'm multitasking. So let's just keep it at that. But, yo, Adult School Marco Podcast, feeling great today. This going to be a tremendous episode. You feel me? I'm already claiming it. You could tell, like, in my energy, in my voice, like, you know what I'm saying? You heard these last couple podcasts, me talking. You've been hearing it in my voice and in my throat. Motherfucker been sick, you feel me? But shit, you know, the spring here. The temperature's changing, flowers are blooming, leaves are turning colors, women are fucking, it's a beautiful thing. Listen, look, let me get into this real quick, because I'm going to pop some fly shit for like 10 minutes, then I'm going to get into some segments, and you know, so this podcast, and I'm almost done with season two, but this episode is going to be real in-depth, okay? I'm going to give a, a review, Okay. Um, this gonna be like, well, this ain't gonna be my first review podcast, cause I remember early in the pod, like, we reviewed Donda, we reviewed some things, you know, we went over, like, uh, one of, uh, one of my favorite, uh, WWF pay-per-views, outside and reviewed a couple things in this, so follow me. Today, I'm gonna review the movie, The Batman, we're gonna review The Batman, I just watched that for the first time. Uh, recently, shout out to the Starplex, also shout out to the Marcus Theater, specifically because the Marcus Theater, you know what I'm saying, that's my name, Marcus, so you know, that's my theater, so shout out to my theater, but we was at the Starplex with it, shout out Cuzzo, you feel me, um, you know, uh, some of the members of OZ, uh, you know, Oblivion Zero, shout out, you know what I'm saying, listen, the family's family, you know, uh, uh, you know, the beauty of, of family and blood and, and the beauty of forgiveness and, and the the beauty of, you know, brotherhood and, and the beauty of a lot of things really have, it's just like uh, the, the seasons, you know, like sometimes you might have some wintry shit going on, some cold, depressive, harsh shit going on. But, you know, the beauty of time with seasons is patterns change, seasons change. So, you know, I'm in the spring version of people right now, so, so that's good, you know, um, anyway, shout out to, you know what I'm saying, we was about four deep, you know, uh, some motherfuckers, we was, you know what I'm saying, so, so anyway, we went to go watch the movie, I was invited to, to go out, which was also awesome, uh, I had originally planned to go see this movie earlier, like, on its release date, (coughs) I just had some things going on, though, so I wasn't able to, but, Motherfucker invited me to step out and paid for my ticket. You know, who am I to say no to that shit, you know? Uh, funny part about it is, is I was coughing throughout the whole fucking movie. And uh, at the end of the movie, when I went home, 
right as I pull into my driveway, I threw up, like, like vomit, like, bleh. so I'm going to give this movie the review that it deserves outside of the fact that I was sick and hacking and shit, because, you know, it was a long movie, it was damn near three hours, and I was paying attention, also, spoiler alert, so if you haven't seen the movie The Batman, and you want to watch it, stop this, stop listening to this podcast right now, because I'm about to give up spoilers, I'm about to give up my review, I'm putting it in the title, so you know what I'm saying, so so I'm just giving y'all like another 10 seconds to stop this pod if you don't want to hear anything I'm getting ready to say about the Batman, and if you want to go see it, and woo woo, so here, one, two, stop, stop listening, I'm getting ready to talk about it, three, okay, you're out of time, so listen, the Batman, first of all, in order for me to give this review, let me just preface a few things real quick. One, I'm a huge Batman fanatic. A, a, a fanatic isn't even a strong enough word for me. Me being born in, in, in 1990, uh, November 19th to be exact, <coughs> Batman, in, in, since the early beginning stages of my life, Batman, I feel like, has been a part of my life in so many more ways than one in and it really gets uh, psychological in depth, but, you know, just to say, like, okay, Batman, uh, you know, when I was a little kid, that was one of the first, that was my favorite superhero, that was, like, one of the first superheroes I was really introduced to, but that I gravitated towards, and uh, you had so much different Batman content at the time, you know, Batman, the movies, all the, uh, you know, uh, the original movies uh, in the 90s, uh, you know, um, Tim Burton, uh, shout him, he's directed the old Batman movies, uh, uh, Michael Keaton, Jack Nicholson, the first Batman, you know, um, then so on a couple years, and at that time, throughout the 90s, Batman ran the 90s, cause they, they, you know, it's like, with fire, it's like they could have done anything with the Batman, it was always bringing so much revenue in, you can't fuck it up, so they constantly, you know, wanted to remake and have sequels and this and that with the Batman and that that you know even before the Batman came out and I'm not saying the Batman because this this is so many spinoffs of Batman's so I'm giving you the review of the Batman but first I'm prefacing things as far as like I've been in tune with Batman every spinoff creation of that Batman that you can imagine I've been in tune with it maybe outside of some of the comics because I never really was able to get into the comics. And I'm a I'm a nerd like that. I I still would love to get in com- comics and and know about Batman. I actually still I'm a huge Lego nerd too, and I still have like a I don't know it's a it's like a over 300 piece type of set piece set for a Batmobile that I, I still have in my house. I haven't built yet, and I'm gonna build that soon. Anyway, um, so going back to the now these Batman movies like Nicholson, and then uh, the second one he was in, uh, not Nicholson. I'm sorry, uh, Michael Keaton. Michael Keaton, you know, the Batman Returns with the Penguin, uh, um, who else was in the, yeah, that was just the only villain, I think, really, in Returns, and then, uh, the, the, that other Batman they had, uh, let me, I don't have, see, okay, I don't remember, Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever with Val Kilmer, that, uh, there's so many, okay, so Batman, Batman Returns, Batman Forever, Batman and Robin, um, okay, so that's four, now, Batman Forever, 
Batman Forever had who? Uh, Mr. Freeze and Two-Face. No. Mr. Freeze. Yeah, okay, I fucked up. Yeah, Batman Forever had Mr. Freeze. No, it didn't. Fucking shit. Okay, no. Let me know my shit. I'm not even fact-checking none of this. Batman Forever had... So, Batman had the Joker. Batman Returns had Penguin. Batman Forever had Riddler and Two-Face. Batman Return, uh, Batman and Robin had uh, Poison Ivy and Mr. Freeze. Uh, and then... You know, Batman the Animated Series, which... Still, to the, to this day, my favorite cartoon ever. Like, no matter what. Like, between that and Dragon Ball Z. Like, you know, if one of them was on, I could probably just sit there and fucking be a kid. Um, so that kind of took it all the way up to the 90s. Then, like, so, and then, uh, in the 2000s, the re-edition, the reincarnation of Batman, you know, is, is uh, so, there's been different directors throughout this. Tim Burton... Uh, I forget who directed, like, uh, fucking Batman Forever and, and, uh, Return, uh, Batman and, fuck, not Return, Batman and Robin, but I know Tim Burton did the first two, I'll see, I could fact check that later on or whatever, but yeah, but Christopher Nolan, when he started, uh, his trilogy with Batman Begins and The Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises, as a personal fan of Batman, that's still my favorite trilogy, my favorite trio of Batmans. My favorite Batman movie of all time, hands down, without a doubt, is The Dark Knight. Ironically, though, I decided to to name my mixtape series Dark Knight Rises, but that was, I was already, that I did that before Dark Knight Rises came out. Actually, if you, actually, I'm coming up on a 10-year anniversary. Actually, it's in a month, and that's documented. If you go to my uh, song, on SoundCloud called Hustling, you know, May 1st, 2011, from this day forth, uh, you know, woo-woo, that was 2011, 2012 was when I put out my Dark Knight Rises mixtape, uh, and that was on May 1st, that's crazy, that's, damn, so that's two anniversaries, like, with the, the Hustling came out, and then, yeah, when I, I was in Vegas in 2012 when I dropped, uh, DKR, DKR1 with no promotion, that bitch, you, you know, that was all organic and authentic, so before the streams came in to play like this, we talking 2012, not even 2013 yet, I was on top of that shit, but I was, you know, even if I don't get the credit, I deserve the recognition, I'm here for it, because I know I was one of the trendsetters, I'm one of the goats, I'm one of the, you know, in the underground, and, you know, you talking about record labels, I've been signed to one, but... That really, you know, that was more of a learning process and a, and a situation and more, you know, it wasn't like some shit I'm going to flex on. I could, but it's, to me, it's not even worth flexing. You know, that shit wasn't a great business deal, business arrangement. And I'm just at that point where I'm a business fan at this point. Uh, also, if you tune in with this podcast, make sure that you hit up my website. <clears throat> uh, you know, hit up my website. Uh, my website link is uh, like in the description on the dashboard, but you can Google Adult School Marco Podcast. Uh, uh, my website is uh, brought to me by, brought to you, brought to everybody by PodPage. So if you want a website, check out PodPage, see what they could do for you. Uh, so anyway, yeah, The Dark Knight, hands down, 
from every standpoint, from from the director point of view, how the movie was shot, the storyline, the villains, the antagonists, uh, just everything. The fucking you know the, the performance like Christian Bale as Batman was the best Batman. That was the American Psycho Christian Bale. That was that motherfucker. That like I got such a high form of respect for actors because it's more than just reciting a script. Like it's really to play that part. You're dedicating yourself to becoming this person, like, so it's it's crazy, man. Shout out to Christian Bale, man, for real. The way how he did Batman, and you know, I as a grown man, I, I'm 31. I'll be 32. I have no shame in saying that I remember. I remember me crying at the end of Dark Knight Rises. This whole episode is like a spoiler alert. If you haven't seen any of the the Christian Nolan, uh, the Christopher Nolan. Batman's go do it, but start from the beginning to the to the end. It's it's like Star Wars. If you're going to Star Wars, there's no point of watching like the second to last Star Wars if you want to get up with Star Wars. Like you have to fucking really do your homework and start at the beginning, even though they fucked up the order. You got to do that. With the Batman, Batman Begins, then the Dark Knight. That's like the fucking that's 2008, which was also one of the greatest years of my life. Uh, 17 turning 18, right in 2008. The Dark Knight, dude. Fucking Heath Ledger. Rest in paradise, man. Long live Heath Ledger. One of the greatest actors of all time. One of the greatest actors that have passed on. And one of the, just, in my opinion, the best Joker. There's no way around it. I will debate that. I will argue with whoever wants to argue with me about the Joker in a movie form. In a, in a, in a, not animated, you know, because I still have to acknowledge Mark Hamill. Uh, He's had a lot of different animated movie appearances, he's also, you know, he's made, you know, the animated series, the Batman, and Mark Hamill, uh, funny and ironic, you know, same, you know, he was in Star Wars, so Star Wars and Batman have that connection through Mark Hamill, if, see, but we're never gonna get a real, real movie, like a real life movie, Mark Hamill, Joker, even if somebody, you know, did, like, the face and the voice, like, but even that, that guy who played Joker in Gotham, in the Gotham series, was incredible, Jared Leto, 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 uh, incredible Joker, uh, from Suicide Squad, and, 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 you know, uh, fucking, uh, what was that, uh, other one he was in at that part, um, fucking Avengers, wasn't, or in one of the, which part was that? It was the fucking, that four hour long one, Justice League, whatever. Anyway, so I'm prefacing all that. Now realize, okay, I'm 15 minutes in, I haven't said shit about The Batman yet, so let's get into it. The Batman. I've already put out my bias in saying that I feel like The Dark Knight was the best Batman movie of all time, but in 2022, and as far as where we're at with technology and camera and editing and all this shit... I will say, me giving this a rating out of five, I'd say 4.8 out of five. And I'm going to be right back and hold your feedback because I'm going to be right back. Adult School Marco Podcast. Alright, we back, we back. Just had some sponsors come through and say whatever. I don't know if this was an anchor sponsor or something, but I'm going to start. I'm going to start. Stepping up my sponsor game, even recording these ads, you know, promos, like, because we, you know, so anyway, I'm getting to that, you know, side note, 
Uh, I know I speak about Buddy a couple times on the pod, man. But you know, long live Duck, man. Uh, man, he just came out. Well, they released one of his unreleased songs. Smooth ass shit. It's called Heartbeat. He said, you don't fuck with me, who you tell that? This exotic pack, I know you smell that. Duck, man. Long little duck. But anyway, so Batman review, right? I gave it a 4.8 out of 5. One of the things is like, yo, a couple of days after the release of the movie, they, they released a Deleted scene. There's another spoiler alert. Because it's not in the movie. That's why they put it out after the fact. But the deleted scene. Was. Uh, spoiler alert. is really just like. It was the Joker scene. Uh. You seen the Batman, you know, the, the, the villains was Penguin and the Riddler. And the it was more so like, you know, the Riddler was the main villain. He was the motherfucking, you know. And they, they uh... This Riddler could have had success probably in Dark Knight Rises or, or the Dark Knight or Batman Begins. This Riddler isn't like nothing like the Jim Carrey Riddler. Uh, the Jim Carrey Riddler wasn't even the same last name and the names. You know, it's just different characters. Edward Nigma, I think. Yeah, and that was like, you know, Batman Forever. I don't, I don't remember what Buddy's name was, last name was in this one. But, uh, so at the end of the real movie, like, they, they played a scene where it's like, you could tell, like, it's the Joker in the cell and the Riddler in the cell and they go back and forth for talking. Gives gives you Batman animated vibes, but I mean it'll be you know I don't know. It's nice. It's like for the fans. It's like you know because they put that deleted scene after the film came out. Maybe I would have enjoyed it better if it was in the movie, but that would have took more focus off of uh of the Riddler. Side note, G, yeah, side note, okay, yeah, blessings on blessings. You heard that little text notification, yeah, blessings on blessings. But yeah, so like, for me, yeah, The Dark Knight, five out of five. No, fuck that. Because we're going to put, so, you know, I'm white out Great Gang 7s. We got to have a 7 rating. So, so I'll... I'll take back my statement. Like, so the Batman, if I get a Batman rating, we'll do a, a 6.8. But the Dark Knight is 7 for 7. Dark Knight Rises was probably like... I, I'm going to say 6.5. I'll say the Batman, I think I enjoyed this movie better than Dark Knight Rises. For one, though, it's like, you know, you know, like, when the end's coming, so the end of the trilogy, and then, you know, just how he died, and, you know, just, you know, even if I want to critique, like, the different villains, like, Bane, you know, who, who played Bane in that movie? Uh, hold on. 
Just, just disregard this. Disregard this radio noise in the background. Um. Shit. Yes. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Um. And then also when I think about it, cause like almost damn near each Batman movie, I would say maybe for except like the first one, like with Jack Nicholson as the Joker. I think like every Batman movie's had one more than just one villain. And Dark Knight Rises, um, they just it was just Bane. Like if you want to count, like what's a uh, shorty uh the the chick or whatever, you know, like cause had some similarity to Rajah Ghul, man, that was his daughter or some shit, but I don't really count that. Because <clears throat> she wasn't a villain. You know, she was on some bullshit, but she wasn't a villain. You know, it, it, it takes a lot to be a villain. takes a lot to be a villain. It takes a lot to be a hero. Probably takes even more to be a villain because you have to give like less fucks and you just have to be ridiculously psycho and all that shit. But yeah, no, so let's go, let's give ratings, but let's like go all the way back. Okay, so Batman with Michael Keaton. We'll give that a seven. That's a seven out of seven, too. I mean, the first one, just, you know, Tim Burton, you know, Jack Nicholson's iconic role, Michael Keaton. So we'll get that seven, seven. Batman Returns, six out of seven. Batman Forever. I'm going to go with a, with a 6.9. Batman and Robin. I'll get out of six out of seven. Um, Batman Begins. Five out of seven. Dark Knight. Seven out of seven. Dark Knight Rises. What did I say that was? I'll get out of six out of seven. The Batman, I'll do a six point eight. So relatively, like the first Batman and the Dark Knight and this version of the Batman, like probably my favorite three if I have to sum them up. The other ones I have some bias too, but they kind of go in its respective rating as far as me critiquing. I'm looking at. The plot, I'm looking at the script, I'm looking at the execution from the actors, I'm looking at how many villains are involved, how you know, I'm looking at the whole pros and cons, and just how it relates to me. So, so there you go. Uh, Adult School Marco podcast movie review The Batman. I'm giving it my rating 6.8 out of 7 stars. You know, 
So shout out to Rotten Tomatoes, shout out to, you know, Siskel and Ebert or whatever, you know, ratings, critique or whoever, you know what I'm saying, like y'all doing this, now I'm in y'all lane, watch out, because I'm here. Go see the Batman, you know, it's a, it's a long movie, I wish I wasn't sick when I went, but, you know, hey. Still awesome to know that I've seen it. And, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll be, I'll be looking forward to it. Thank you. Must have took that copy. Brought it to me, yeah. So, uh, moving forward. Oh, hold on. I just want in court Got this old P off of me Well modified <laughs> How you modify me? I'm in my baby life DCFS Trying to get me stressed They put me to the test Shit had me under the rest I prayed to God and I decided to flex Going through these classes Burning through these ashes Bitch, I feel like Cassius. Bitch, I feel like Cassius. Hey. 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 Love is so fearful. I'm your father. You the reason why daddy go harder. Daddy go harder. Okay, we're back. Um, so thank you all for tuning in for my review of the Batman. Uh, again, 6.8 out of 7 stars is what I'm giving it. Now, moving on to the next topic. Also, quick shout out, uh, you know, friend of the podcast, Shane O'Mac. Just want to give a shout out on his platform, man. Uh, wishing him good luck and, you know, positive energy moving forward with his endeavors. I'm proud of him. Uh, that's my homie. That's one of the brothers. Um, he's got some good shit going on. Uh, so just, we just want to, as from the podcast, we just want to say, what's up, Shane on Mac. We miss you. Uh, we're proud of you. We're happy for you. And, uh, we'll meet again. So, and, uh, moving on from that, let's talk about, uh, 
Let's talk about some shit. Okay, so this is April 3rd. So all my wrestling fans out there, AEW fans, this was a huge night for y'all too, though. Uh, crazy. So, but we ain't gonna speak on, on dude from AEW. This is probably my WWF heads. Uh, you know, 316. You already know, the Texas Rattlesnake. Uh, you know, the toughest SOB. Stone Cold Steve Austin. The return of Stone Cold Steve Austin. And you know, the one thing that would have made this experience probably even more, even more nostalgic, they would have brought Jim Ross back. I mean, they didn't, but Jim Ross, if you're listening, big fan, love you. I'm looking forward to trying your barbecue this summer also. Jim Ross, good old JR. Uh, <coughs> but man, Kevin Owens, uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, WrestleMania 38, uh, Dallas, Texas, disqualify, no, no disqualification match, no DQ. This shit really went down. And let me tell you, Steve Austin, let me tell you something, Steve, I'll definitely be ordering me a six pack, you know, or a fucking a case of your beer. That broken skull. That broken skull shit. Let me tell you. Shout out to you Steve Austin. Shout out to your podcast. Shout out to every movie that you're involved with. And you know. All your television shows. Your programs. Just you Steve. Let me just take this minute Steve Austin. Stone Cold. I've been a fan of Stone Cold. Since 1996. Since I was six years old. And from the whole Attitude Era, and even after the fact, you know, each time, you know, he's made an appearance after his last WrestleMania match versus The Rock, which I also love The Rock. To compare those two superstars, The Rock and Stone Cold, to say which one I'm a bigger fan of, that's tough. It's like apples and oranges when you love both apples and oranges, so it's tough. But we're going to speak about Austin. Stone Cold came out in his... Now, when I seen the knee braces and the and the jean shorts and the Austin 316 shirt, I said, okay. You know, because you know, Austin cut a promo and, you know, he said, whether it's going to be a match or a brawl, you know, I'm going to beat your ass, you know, da, da, da. I'm going I'm to stomp a mud hole in your ass and walk it dry. He did all that shit. And the match lasted for more than just five minutes. It was real nostalgic to see Austin really in his bag. And even to take a stunner from Kevin Owens, because Kevin Owens, as you know, that's his finisher move, you know, also, you know, a stunner. But Austin to take a stunner, kick out, and then give him a stunner. And even get his, you know, like with the you know how he be doing with the beers and like and shout out to every Stone Cold fan because Stone Cold is the only man in this on this planet that can go into any arena in the world and just give this hand gesture of come here, hey, thumb, hey. I don't know if it's sign language, but what's understood don't need to be explained. I'm saying Stone Cold could go in any fucking arena in the world, and I don't even care what sport event it is. Any arena, and motherfuckers know Stone Cold, he can just be like, hey, hey, beer time, toss me a beer. Stone Cold 
like like clockworks. It would be people in the crowd be throwing him beers. Stone Cold got drunk as hell on camera. And just even the way how he drinks beer is motivating. Like, it makes me want to start drinking beer. Because you're not taking a sip of beer. You're fucking taking a bath. Like, you're cracking two cans open and just guzzling, guzzling them down. These radios, fuck this. I know it's tough, like when you're trying to listen to me, but you hear this shit in the background. Anyway, uh, dude, Stone Cold Steve Austin, man. Like, so I, I didn't, uh, I didn't watch WrestleMania live. I was working, but at the same time, I definitely made sure when I got home. I, that was the first thing I did was, was a, uh, shit. I put a pizza in the oven. I got back to my blunt that I already had rolled up. I sparked that bitch up. And I was watch, I was listening to some of my music because I just recorded a song yesterday too, and I put that in this episode too. But then I, I tapped in with like you know I watched it because WrestleMania there's two there's two parts of it, so that was the first part. The second part's tonight. You know I want to know what happens with that Edge and AJ Styles match, and I want to know what happens with Brock Lesnar and Roman Reigns because they're trying to unify the championships now, and that's interesting. That's a, a good storyline too with with Roman and Brock. You know. It's because I, I, Roman and Brock are what Stone Cold and The Rock were in the Attitude Era. Like, Brock and Roman are what are equivalent to, they're the best of the best now. And, you know, The Rock and Austin, even though you had people that right there that you could say are the best but are legends, but, you know, it's just a different, it's from a draw aspect and from everything else, The Rock and Austin. You know, my, you know, uh, honorable mention or right in there underneath would be like, you know, Undertaker, Triple H, you know, Chris Jericho, so forth. But yeah, Brock is more, you know, like a stone cold type, obviously. And Roman <coughs> at this stage is more like, you know, the rock. The Rock, when he was when he was the baby face, you know, and then he left and he went to Hollywood and came back as the heel, you know. Similar to Roman in, in the effect of, like, Roman, you know, he came in when he was the shield, you know, he was a good guy and all that shit. But then, like, you know, he, he got in his bag. Now, like, on his title run he's been on, you know, he's the longest reigning title holder WWE history. So, the storyline, and then, and then just off the strength that Roman's related to The Rock, that's really cool to me. So, you never know, you know, and then... The Undertaker just had uh, made an appearance in one like of the WrestleMania. I don't know if that was like the Hall of Fame or whatever, but you know, I don't know. But the Undertaker saying never say never, and you know, The Rock possibly could come back again. And this is the thing. I'll be thirty two in November. So, and this is two thousand twenty two. So twenty years ago. I'd have been eleven, turning twelve, and uh, that would have been in two thousand two. So it's just crazy that like wrestling is one of the only things, like you get, like wrestling and football and, and maybe some other things. If I think about, it, I could pick out, but not too many things I've really been involved with for twenty years or more in my life. So anything that I've been involved with for that long, you know, is just is it's a real. It's real cool to know that and to see that documented and just, you know, as a part of me growing up, 
I, you know, wrestling's been a part of my life. Wrestling has been one of the most consistent parts of my life. Regardless if I'm just like really into it in a phase and I kind of get away from it, but I'm still connected. It's just, you know, from the start to now, you know. Like, I love the WWE Network for the fact that it, it, it takes you back. It takes me back to 1996, 97, 98, 99. My favorite years were probably from, like, 2000 to, like, 2001 to, like, you know, like, mid-22 or 2002. After the WCW invasion, you know, it was, it, it, you know, it's pros and cons even with that. You know, obviously... The invasion, more superstars crossing over, cool. You know, you got guys like Scott Steiner and Goldberg and Booker T who were exclusively WCW, so it's nice, you know, get those guys in. Even You know, rest in peace, Eddie Guerrero, Chris Benoit, those guys too. Even, Chris, you know, guys like Chris Jericho, a lot of guys. And, like, like shout-out to AEW. Um, for, for shout out to Cody Rhodes, Cody Rhodes came back last night at WrestleMania. That was huge. And I felt, you know, cause even like you go on like Bleacher Report, some, they kind of give up spoilers sometimes and wrestling is scripted. You know, it's not fake cause you, you really, athletes really out there putting their body on the line. So there's nothing fake about that. And when you're taking a finisher, that's not fake. Even, you know, when you're getting hit with a head with a chair, going through a table, I don't give a fuck how, you know, if that table is meant to be broken or whatever. That's, none of that is fake. Like, you you jumping off of shit, motherfuckers that's in their 30s and over their 30s, that shit is not fake. And when motherfuckers, you know, rest in peace to Owen Hart, you know, died from that shit, you know, things, freak accidents happen. Also, rest in peace, uh, tragic, tragedy, uh, a young football player who, uh, recently died, he was in a, this was in Florida, I believe, I want to say it was like Orlando, like one of the huge theme parks, he was on this drop ride, which, you know, like you, people get buckled up, you know, and, you know, sometimes it's like five on one side and five on the other side and five on the other side, whatever, they raise you up hundreds of feet in the air and then there's a drop, uh, this story broke probably like a week or two ago, and I haven't spoken about it on the podcast, but I just, just to take a quick turn, and we're going to go back to wrestling, but just want to say prayers and condolences to the family, and rest in peace to this young man who died tragically, uh, and he was a, he was a, he was like 14 years old, and he was already, he, people were saying he was destined to go to the NFL, like, and that was his dream, and, and you know, and he, he had the size to, you know, he could be 14, you know, you're fucking six foot something and two something and, you know, like a grown ass man. And, and at that point, motherfuckers telling you, oh, yeah, you're going to be in the NFL. So he's probably fucking, he's probably on his way. And uh, what happened was he got on that ride and, you know, went all the way up. And as they were coming down, and I don't know if it was a, it was just a freak accident. Everybody that's going to a theme park or amusement park, and I love amusement park. You know, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Six Flags and shit. Um, hold on. I don't know what the fuck they got going on, but, um, 
it's tragic. So when Buddy was on his way down, it looked like he was still like in his seat. And then maybe maybe the, the ride Hold on, let me let these motherfuckers get done talk because it's so dry, but they ain't talking about shit. You're famous now, buddy. Whoever you're, who's talking, you're you're on my podcast. Fuck. You're fucking my. Fuck. They're dry snitching on somebody trying to get somebody jammed up. Alright, so anyway. No, so Buddy was on his way down. And I don't know if this, the, the ride like stopped for a minute or if it just went straight down. But like he still had like a couple hundred feet to go. Bottom line was, and he was a big guy, so I don't know if he was correctly strapped in his seat or if there was a malfunction. But he went on that ride all the way up. And on the way coming down, he fell or was released from the ride and he fell to his death. They say that he died in the hospital, but you're falling from a height of more than 15, 20 feet in the air. I mean, that's already, that's, that's, that could be deadly either. I mean, regardless of how you're, who you are, how you land, that just could be deadly. Your body's not meant to fall from that high, and he fell, and uh, damn, that was so fucked up, and somebody had it, somebody recorded it as it happened, another thing on the timeline of things, it was crazy, because like I had just, uh, I, I was watching one of my uh, favorite episodes of one of my favorite podcasts, Bad Friends, and Bad Friends, uh, Bobby Lee and Andrew Santino, Santino um, scary, scary ironically how they were, they did an episode of their podcast at a, at a, uh, what was it called? Like fucking Magic Mountain or some shit. So it was like a different kind of theme park. And they recorded of themselves and the cast getting on the rides and riding the roller coasters and shit. And that happened like the same week that this happened down in Orlando. The irony of that is crazy too. And obviously, no, you know, I'm not, you know, don't fucking hit up bad friends with hateful email, because, I mean, this shit wasn't their fault, it's just, it's weird how, it was around the same week, they recorded a podcast at an amusement park, and saying, like, yeah, nobody dies from roller coasters, and then this just happened, so, uh, man, and like I said, this kid was 14 years old, was already projected to go into the NFL, uh, he was involved in, like, training camps, you know, skills training, so he was, man. Um, Dude, fuck, give me, It's my fault because I'm recording this where I'm at. I don't give a fuck. But, yeah. So, disregard, like I said, disregard the fucking, you know, background radio noise. I'm not going to even say who that is. I, I want to turn it off, but I'm not. So, but anyway. 
rest in peace, man, to uh, the young man that died in that uh, on that ride. It makes me afraid to get on any more rides. I mean, the Tilt-A-World, anytime, like, we have a fair or a carnival, I'm looking for a Tilt-A-World first because, like, that's my shit and, like, I can handle that and if some shit go wrong, like, you know, malfunction, I'm, it's going to be fucked up, but that's... And I, I've ridden on roller coasters. I've been to Six Flags. I done rode a lot of roller coasters. You know what I'm saying? But watching dude fall, and then, you know, when he fell, and, like, damn, he fell high. And, like, it shows, like, his body like, hitting the ground. Like, then, you know, the people, like, in, when something that tragic happens and that sudden, like, people don't even really know how to react to it. And this generation, the first thing motherfuckers get to doing is pulling their phones out recording shit. I don't know how I feel about that. Um, and uh, it's just sad, man. So prayers to his family, man. I just want to take the time to that. I know, was, you know, I transitioned from the Owen Hart to dude because death. You know what I mean? It ain't fake. Ain't nothing fake about that shit. So yeah, I heard like the people saying like, you know, was the light on? The light was on. Like he was secured. I don't know, but like shit. I don't know what happened. I don't know if, if his weight requirement exceeded, like, he wasn't supposed to be on that ride. I don't know if it was really, like, the equipment that failed. I, but regardless, and then they talking about Buddy died in the hospital. I'm telling you something. You take a fall that big, like, if you alive, that's because God and uh, adrenaline. But that's not even to speak on the internal bleeding, the force impact. Like, I mean, shit. So... Um, but we're going to get away from that topic. I know that's depressing. I don't want to, you know, this is a, a positive episode. I'm going to transition. Uh, but to review that match, Stone Cold, seven out of seven. To be 57 years old, to, to, to you know, the whole storyline was great for Stone Cold. He's promoting his beer. He's doing that, you know, broken skull. He's drinking beer. Uh, Stone Cold, the biggest draw in WWF history, WWE history, whatever the fuck, whatever, you know, he's the biggest draw, like, The Rock was probably my favorite wrestler of all time, just from top to bottom and everything else, and, you know, but Stone Cold, I'm probably a bigger Stone Cold fan out of anybody, and that's just great to, you know, nostalgia for me to notice that I've watched him when I was... Even in highlights or just, you know, real time or whatever. I've been a fan when I was, you know, 12 years old, 22 years old, and coming up on 32 years old. So, him the way his, for him to end his career the way he wanted to, because, you know, Stone Cold uh, had his last wrestling match, WrestleMania 19, you know, facing The Rock. And, uh, shit, you know, 19 years later. Fucking, now we're in Dallas, Texas, you know, back in Stone Cold's backyard. I mean, you know, they say he's from Victoria, Texas. Anywhere in Texas, he's going to be a fucking icon. Uh, you know, had it right there. Had the Dallas Cowboy cheerleaders come out. Like, it was a great event. Who You know, the people that put t- together WrestleMania together did a great job. Uh, top to bottom. So, this next podcast, I'll probably give you a review on, on part two. But, yeah, part one, that was my favorite Uh Favorite part, you know, and, and rightfully so, that was the main event. Great matches, other matches though. Uh, Becky Lynch and and uh, um, what's shorty name? 
EST. Um, what's shorty name? Because I'm going to look it up real quick because I'm not going to fuck it up. Um, and I hate to even be recording this podcast talking about what's her name. Because she, now she's a WWE Women's Champ. Um, hold on. So we're going to look up. I'm going to make sure I get her name right. Put some respect on her name. Uh, I like dude who uh came out with fucking Shinsuke Nakamura. Like dude was playing the guitar. Um, Drew McIntyre, uh, Mysterios, Miz, and Logan Paul. Becky Lynch versus Bianca Belair. Yeah, I knew Belair. I knew her last name, but I didn't want to fuck up her first name. Uh, great match. That was probably my that was my favorite match. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Like other than than the Stone Cold Kevin Owens. Uh, that was a great match. Becky Lynch is so phenomenal. I mean, as a woman, and you know, she's the man, and she essentially has used Stone Cold's. Finisher and the Rocks finisher. So, that's just dope. Um, but, yeah. Belair earned that shit. Seth Rollins and uh, Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes earned that shit. Seth Rollins has lost, like, two pay-per-views, like, back-to-back. But he's a great fucking... He's a great wrestler. And he's a he's somebody that's great to work with. Charlotte Flair defeated Ronda Rousey. Uh, yeah. And every, I'm looking at CBS right now. Yeah, they gave they gave Steve Austin defeated Kevin Owens via pinfall. They gave that a, a A. Uh, man, dude, this was so fucking cool to watch. I just I can't I can't get over that. Um. Uh, fucking. When is the last time Becky Lynch? Which is also Seth Rollins' wife, by the way. So they both lost at WrestleMania, but they're both winning because they're, you know, they got a whole bloodline in this shit now. Shout out to their kid, you know, and just shout out to Seth. And shout out to Becky. Becky, big time Bex. Um, when's the last time Becky Lynch used the stunner? And the, and the rock bottom. Yeah, this is a comic book. WWE's Becky Lynch officially using the rock bottom. Uh, it says this. This article says it doesn't get much more iconic than Stone Cold Steve Austin and The Rock, a rivalry that acted as a cornerstone of WWE's Attitude Era for several reasons, including all those big time finishing moves during the rivalry. The rivalry, the two superstars doled out plenty of Stone Cold stunners and rock bottoms 
And recently, Kevin Owens started using a version of the stunner during matches as his new finisher. Now, another superstar has taken one of The Rock's signature move, and it's none other than the man, Becky Lynch. Fans saw her move. Fans saw her use the move during Monday Night Raw in a match against the Iconics, alongside her teammate Nikki Cross, as revealed by WWE. Now, in a new video, it seems to be official part of her move set. Now, it's a move she also used during her WrestleMania 35 match against Ronda Rousey and Rick and uh, Charlotte Flair. If I said Ric Flair, and the move has been given official name now. Lynch calling it the Manhandle Slam. You'll likely. Start seeing it pop up regularly in matches on Monday Night Raw, and it kind of makes sense as Lynch's rise has been frequently compared to Stone Cold's, especially after that moment on Monday Night Raw before Survivor Series. Lynch even had the chance to take on Stone Cold in a closed-door match recently. <laughs> and since Austin took quite a few rock bottoms over the years, we sure had some great advice on dishing it out with authority. Seth talks about Seth Rollins using Triple H's pedigree. Um, as for Lynch, she took to Instagram and shared a black and white photo of her and Stone Cold in the ring together along the caption over the weekend the tough assess. So being WWE and Stone Cold had a closed door match. And like Rocky and Apollo Creed, the outcome of me winning will never be known. Uh Let me see if it tells me something about Becky Lynch using a stunner, and then we'll move on. I just need to, and and the way and her haircut and just every time Becky Lynch pops out, like her attire is always on point. She's just incredible. Um, Becky Lynch gives Stone Cold a stunner. Becky Lynch on giving. Kevin Owens' advice on how to use the Stone Cold Stunner. Yeah, hold on. Um, actually, I did, I did, I did. But look, I don't want to give that away. I don't want to give any away any game plans. Look, I think he would be very annoyed with me, but we've discussed it. We've discussed it. Sorry, Steve. Um... Yeah, dude. I think she. Let me hold on. Becky Lynch. Who did Becky Lynch give a stunner to? Because now I need to know this shit. So I guess don't yeah. So I guess she's only really did it to to Stone Cold. She uses the rock bottom in her set, but I mean that's even just more iconic that uh that Becky hit Austin with his own move. Oh, damn! Why can't I get the video to play? Um, with the audio, hold on. Will this, will this do it? I don't know if this is gonna. 
show up in the audio here, but we're gonna. Oh, let me open it for you. What a gent. What a gent. Thank you. Maggie, cheers. Here's to you. Rollins, you better never, ever, ever, ever lose Becky Lynch. Man, oh. Anyway. So that's wrapping up uh, my yeah, my review on the fucking Stone Cold Kevin Owens. And I got sidetracked just talking about Becky Lynch. Uh, but she's just such an icon being able to use the rock and Stone Cold's finisher. So... But, uh, yeah, she lost the title, but she's just such a big draw. I mean, even in the women's division, probably better now than it ever was in the past. And even though you had superstar women come through like China, Trish Stratus, Lita, I could go on and on and on. But now, you know, Charlotte Flair, Bianca Belair, uh, Sasha Banks, Ronda Rousey, you know, the same, you know, UFC Ronda, uh, you know, Becky. So many talented, great female wrestlers. Uh, man, so so wrapping up that review, great WrestleMania. Tune in to Peacock. Uh, it's like the subscription's like six bucks a month, but they're probably running a promo deal because they're going to be, you know, they, they got a whole bunch of other things on there too that you can watch. But relative to wrestling, you know, they got WWE Network over there and, uh, you know, WrestleMania, so, man, tap in with it, um, so we're gonna play one more ad, and we'll come right back, I'm gonna play this song, and then we're gonna, I'm just gonna briefly talk about, uh, what happened with me in court, which, one of the biggest, best moments of my life, so we're gonna be right back talking about that, breaking that down, uh, if y'all need to roll something up, go do that, uh, if y'all need to use the bathroom, go do that, you know, take time to pray, do that, you know, so do what you got to do. We're going to come right back. Adult School Marco Podcast. Also, Adult School Marco Podcast at gmail.com, the email. Hit the email up. That's for the fans. Send me some shit. You send me some shit, I'm going I'm to read it off on the podcast, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, we just, we're going to keep it organic like that. Adult School with Marco Podcast. It's, and that's easy to spell. There's no, you know, uh, adult school with Marco, M-A-R-C-O, all one word, at gmail.com. We'll be right back. All right, we back. Now, uh, it's April 3rd. So April 1st, I'm only 48 hours kind of removed from this. And I'm still, I'm still processing it. And I'm still rejoicing, so let me just be on here, man. Uh, this podcast has been, my situation on this personal issue has been pretty well documented on this podcast. I've really got gotten intimate with the listeners in terms of letting people that I don't know, that don't know me, be in tune with some real life shit going on. So I'm not going to spend too much time on it. Uh, March 29th and April 1st, I've, I've had court. So basically, sum it up real quick, March 29th. My baby mama has complete, completed her classes, her courses, and this and that, uh, doing what she's had to do, been required from DCFS. So because of that, now she has gotten custody back of London, 
and Wyatt. So, uh, London, Sophia Folds is my child, and, uh, Wyatt Butler, that, that's Amber's child. So, uh, both great kids, uh, also Remington, he's also, also an awesome kid. So, great, great kids. Um, I'm excited for the kids to be back with their mother, uh, in the right light and setting, obviously. Um, I'm also excited uh, for growth on both parties for me and my baby mama. So let's keep this real. I'm going to keep this like, like a, like a cookie. You feel me? You know, I'm going to keep it like a cookie, you know, real sweet and tasty. You feel me? A good cookie should be sweet and tasty. So look, my baby mama, uh, she's been documented and, uh, a lot of oh, the Shane O'Mac hitting me back right right now. So you hear that? Did it ding? That nah, was buddy. Um, I'm texting back to hope because we talking about WrestleMania. Uh, I haven't watched any highlights. What do you think about so far? Stone Cold. It was really good, dude. Cody Rhodes coming back to fight Seth Rollins was nice. I hope tonight Brock wins. And Edge wins. Um, so yeah, uh, I got sidetracked, but no, so, yeah, just, <coughs> look, I, I, I'm gonna keep it a buck, I'm gonna keep this shit gangster. everybody named mama, if you, if you know who Chief Mulatto Poppy is, or if you're getting to know him, or if you heard about him, or whatever, you know, that's me, so I'm talking about him, though, because I am him, you know, shout out Kevin Gates, so I've been, I've been putting out new music since 2020, uh, I, 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 my whole, see, since I've been recording, I've been recording, I've been a recording artist since I was 15, so we taking this shit back to 2014, 2005, I mean, not 2014, I'm true, 2004, 2005, you know, I've been doing my thing since then, like, when CDs were out, when we was cutting up, pressing CDs, and, you know, back when motherfuckers fucking with crew style and, and, and the Sesty Soldiers and all that type shit. You know, if you know, you know. But I've been doing music for a long time, recorded with different engineers and, you know, this and that. And I'm at the point now I'm actually engineering myself. So, you know, I don't got all the equipment that I aspire to have, but I'm going to get it. And what I got, you know, I'm making it do what it do. But, uh, you know, just even the excitement about that growth. So anyway, um... I started my podcast about like around this time last year. I could, I could, you know, you could actually, if you subscribe to me or Dope School Market Podcast, you just go to any platform that that's on and just go to episode one, and you know the timestamp will be there. You know the date. Uh, I remember like I recorded like a drop and then kind of let that just sit out for like a month or two and then I started putting out episodes. So really, but I'm I'm not a year in with doing podcasts and I just. But I have a strong affection for podcasts. I've been doing music for a long time. Uh, but I also, so when I started doing my podcast, I also had my equipment to, to, you know, record at home. So I've been recording at home, engineering myself 
for since like last, I want to say like since like last June, July type shit. So I'm really not even a year in terms of this space and the podcast and this new music, but shit. You know, I've been doing music, recording music, actually, like, on a CD or on whatever some whatever device you got it from. I've been doing music since, like, 2005, even when I was in school. You know, that was some of my favorite times, going up to, like, a football game, uh, even before high school or in high school. But going to the football games and, like, I, I'd finesse my music at the games. Like, I, you know, so I was, like... It was what it was, man. I ain't gonna put too much sauce on it. Like, motherfucker be like, yeah, you was a local celebrity. You was this and that. I mean, you know, I, I've always just been me. That's the beauty of it. So, you know, it's been times in my life where I've been shining. There's been times where shit, I wasn't. So, but, but this is one of the best things that I do. This is one of the things that I'm the best at. Like, when I say the best, like, bro, it's, you know, so, I've been making music for a long time, and I've been recently recording myself, so, you know, almost, you know, coming up on a year or whatever. Uh, uh, I've always gone by Marco Foltz, M-A-R-C-O-F-U-L-T-Z. I know a lot of people want to put folks, you know, but it is what it is. That's like, you know, that's like motherfuckers calling Joe Budden, Joe Buttons, you know, whatever, you know, so. But, uh, shout out to Joe. Uh, so Marco Foles, man, I've always went under that name, my stage name, and I've been done shows, I've been on YouTube, I've been on that Piff, you know, on these different sites, you know, but it's nothing to brag on, I'm just telling you niggas shit, what it is, you know, I've done mixtapes, you know, basic training preparation, signed to a little indie label, put out my True Honesty album, it was all clean, you know, but that was only because it was the record label required to be clean, it was like owned by a Christian family company, some shit, but... If that whole record label ended up fizzing out, but but it was a real process. Like I remember me typing up all my lyrics, having them send them certain departments, wait to uh, for the artwork to come back, me to clear that, me get the beats, me do. It. So it's been the whole thing, and uh, let's see, did you? Uh, so I've been under this moniker Chief Mulatto Poppy for, for almost, I don't know, like two years or a year or whatever. Um, actually, let me fact check some shit. Let me go to my YouTube. I think what what's my what's the name of my channel right now on YouTube? Because I mean, you know, uh, Chief Mulatto Poppy. You could type that in, and and it's gonna be it's gonna it's gonna come up under like a topic, and uh, the music that I've been I've been distro been distributed through uh, Distro Kids. So uh, yeah, Chief Mulatto Poppy. Um, and I'll show you my albums and this and that, but uh. And that used to be the name of my YouTube channel. I think right now it's Adult School Marco Podcast is the name of the old channel. So let me just verify that. Yeah, it is. So subscribe. Yeah, so if you're on your phone right now, you Google, but go to YouTube. Subscribe to my YouTube, Adult School with Marco Podcast. Right now I'm at like 16 subscribers, 67 videos. 
uh, I release, and you can go to my playlist portion of the channel. I, I put on my visual episodes of, of the podcast, but all the extra shit and all the more shit and the audio is, uh, you know, it goes through Anchor, but you can Google that shit too, and it's just going to come to any any uh, podcast platform I'm on. So shout you know, iTunes, Spotify, you know, uh, there's a whole bunch. Uh, so shout out to all of y'all. Um, and I've been, like I said, I've been under this new moniker, releasing music, Chief Mulatto Poppy. And, you know, you could call it bipolar shit. You could, you know, split personality disorder. I don't know what you want to call it. But, you know, it's it's, it's my creativity from being an artist, you know. I, I could be on some Marco Fos shit and maybe that music or the pod might sound a certain way. If, I, if I'm on some Chief Mulatto Poppy shit, shit might sound different with that. Um, So shout out to all of my shit, though. Dark Knight Rises, Volume 1, 2, 3, Basic Training Preparation, Dark Knight and Spartacus, shout out my boy Blizz D, we did that split project, me and him, uh, we might come back together and do some shit on some music, that's one of the homies, shout out, I fucks with everything he got going, everything he got going on, I fucks with it, he's a great artist and just an uh, incredible talent and just a, uh, 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 he's a horse in the game at this point, he's a real icon, he's a real mixtape legend as far as I'm concerned. Because I know he put the time in, and I've seen what his grind is. And uh, it's just, man, it's motivating. So, I mean, Buddy was the first artist i seen with his own website and his own merch and his own chain and his own shoes and selling draws for women and all this player shit with his shit on it. So it's just dope. And if you tap in, you want to tap in with some of my new music that's on YouTube, I'll just rattle off some of the album names. But, you know, just go subscribe to my YouTube and, you know, you can tap in and you can get in tune with all the shit. Uh, I've put out, I've put out, uh, the first album I put out, and when did I put it out? Um, do it, give me a, do it, do it say too much info on this shit? I don't know, but I, so I put out The Adventures of Mango Shouty. And like as far as the cover art and shit, don't just don't even pay any attention to that shit. I don't none of them really. I mean, some of them you can, but just don't. You know, I'm not like cover art man. So some of like you gotta fuck with the music, you know. And even with the quality, like don't even trip on me now because it's gonna get better too. You gotta realize sometimes I'm doing this shit off of my phone or off on a laptop. But I know it's levels to the shit, you know. And money talks, so it's gonna get there. But uh, yeah, the adventures of Mango Shouty. Grape Aid, Purple Chapters, that's two albums. Pluto in December, that's three. Band Lab, that's four. And also, that's the doll that I use, but that, you know, I chose to name that one of my albums. Uh, January, that's five albums, project. The sixth one, my recent one, is uh, Ray Lewis of the Microphone. And that one's dear to me too, though. And even that was just like, that was like a little like EP project I want to put out. But Ray Lewis at the microphone for me is saying a lot. Also, when you look at that picture of Ray Lewis, I painted that when I was in seventh grade. So, and I'm a diehard A1, day one Baltimore Ravens fan. And don't even make me tweak on this podcast because I just said, I just seen Ray get on Twitter and say, should I pull a Tom Brady? So, I'm letting motherfuckers know right now off the rip. Like, and I, and I got a Lamar Jackson jersey, and I'm I'm finna get me a Ray Lewis jersey too soon. And and I know my man's retired on top, winning the ring, and he retired in the Super Bowl thir- uh, uh, 2013. But if Ray come back, and then he been away from the game long, see like Brady retired, but he he be on some Jordan shit, but not even on the Jordan shit. Brady ain't been retired for 
of a whole season yet. But he, you know, he like, you know, somebody need to go check on Tom Brady because he might be bipolar. Because, I mean, you know, motherfuckers ain't even going to ever call disrespect Tom or even say nothing to but I'm saying, somebody go check on time, because motherfuckers just say, oh, I'm tired now. He like, motherfucker, get in an interview with motherfucker, or pick his brain, or piss him off. And he like, no, nah, I'm going to come back. I, 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 st- I ain't done. I still got it. Like, And Tom is one of the GOATs. Tom is the GOAT. The greatest quarterback I've ever watched. And it's, it's cool to see, because like, that was in my lifetime. Everybody, every generation is going to have their superstar of the time, you know, and, and you know, rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. That was that was what Michael Jordan meant for other people. You know, Kobe was Jordan for me. You know, I, I seen Jordan when I was six, but he was on his last leg of his championships. But you know, he came in in the eighties, so you know what I'm saying. But you know, I seen Kobe when he came in. <clears throat> when that was the wave, like, when you had superstar athletes coming straight out of high school, like, I seen that shit. Now that shit really don't happen no more. But, you know, man, coming out of high school, you got motherfuckers Kevin Garnett, Tracy McGrady, Kobe. So, you know, and we all know what happened. You know, unfortunately, Kobe Bryant lost his life and his daughter's in a, in a helicopter. So that shit got me looking. That's another thing I'm going to say on this podcast, and that's why it's called Adult School with Marco Podcast. It's, this isn't a college adult school, and this ain't, you know, X-Videos adult school, you know, this ain't, this is adult school with Marco, so let me tell you something, me getting on a helicopter, I, I, I'm cool, I, I don't have to, because rest in peace, Kobe Bryant, man, you know, I ain't no scary dude, but like, if Kobe can die in a fucking helicopter crash, bro, I'm not even gonna fuck around with life and, and, and chance like that, I'm out, I'm cool, I don't need a helicopter. And, and man, as far as Magic Mountain and whatever that ride was or any kind of drop ride, you know, I'm I'm cool on that shit, too. I don't really, I don't need to do that. When motherfuckers is dying in them type of circumstances, fucking with shit like that, I'm just, like, kind of, like, playing with fate, you know? Like, me even attempting that shit. So, I done seen all the Final Destination movies, too, so I'm good, Joe. Um... But yeah, man. So we're gonna wrap this pod up. I think it was a great episode, man. Um, you know, I'm a I probably let this song go at the end. I just uh I just recorded this song shit at at work the other day on my phone. Uh Can you mark me in route to twenty three thirty one West College? Um This is a great com uh great convo, great pod. It's a Sunday, shit, it's cool right now, it's super slow motion, so I'm kicked back, catching up on reading books, uh, we gonna get back from, cause I, I'm, I'm at page like 60, I'm on chapter 4, I'm on page 63, I'm 63rd, I'm from 63rd, you know what I'm saying, it's funny how Duck keeps on finding his way in, in this pod, it was 63rd, okay, I'll just leave that alone, um, this book by Mark Manson called The Subtle Art of Not Giving a F- The last four letters are bleeped out. You know, you can say shit or care or fuck. You know, The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Fuck. Shout out Mark Manson. I, that's an incredible book. Also, this other book by Mark Rennick called uh, Little Ways to Keep Calm and Carry On. Like, you know, just I, I've been into reading lately and I think we all should, uh, you know, for motherfuckers that know how to read, you know, it's an art. 
to this shit. Some people are better at reading than others, so it's just, hey, like, I'm trying to sharpen up all my tools, you know, because you never know when, what's the tool you have to pull out the shed. It might come in handy, but, you know, that's, motherfuckers rolling with a toolbox, you know, so you know what it is. Um, so to sum this podcast up, did the Batman review, 6.8 out of 7, great movie. Shout out to Cuzzo and Squad, you know, uh, some of my close friends and we've, it, this was the first time in a long time the four of us have all done something together and even been in the same room, so that's just awesome. And that's just uh, the timing of how everything happened and right before court, that was cool. Got a big blessing, my breakthrough in court, you know, uh, so now, you know, uh, we, we got the OP modified now, and I've already been taking my classes and this and that, but yeah, DCFS is going to grant me time uh, with my daughter. So however that plays out, I already got the win. Just even me and, and me going through this whole process has shown me a lot as a man and as a father, and, you know, it's, it's, it's helped me straighten up. Like, ain't no way around it. Like, I was a little bit more looser. Before this shit went down. So just it's a blessing that I ain't never, you know. It's a blessing that, you know, a lot of this shit happened. And it's a blessing that shit didn't happen. So it was like, cool. Uh, did the review on Stone Cold on WrestleMania Part 1. And, and gave Becky Lynch her flowers. Uh, then we talked about, you know, RIPs. And, uh, oh man. Shit. Rest in peace to Taylor Long. Rest in peace to Taylor Long. Tragic.
and I don't want to talk about shit. Don't talk. Don't. I don't want to hear shit. Don't tell me shit on that. What you know? What you know about me? What you know? What you know about me? Podcast.